0: Okay, good. So go ahead. Welcome, everybody, to the 15th episode of Indian Diaspora Podcast. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about something that's very unique to India and Indians. Last week, there was a disaster in a village, Morbi, where a bridge collapsed under the weight of uh, people. And about 135 people died. About 180 people were injured. And the investigation started revealing why that happened. People were blaming the company that was given the contract was actually a watch repair company, not even a bridge repair company. They started questioning the safety standards. They started questioning the inspection standards. The one thing that came out was that the bridge was simply painted over, put an extra plate on the surface, and it was opened. And everybody cherished that how quickly that bridge was ready and was open. And it led to a disaster. But that reminded us of a word that we commonly use among Indians. It's called Jugar. Uh, what does Jugar mean? And simply said, it's actually a frugal way of doing things just in time and doing it to deliver exactly what's needed. No more, no less. And in last few years, that word actually had become very famous even among Ivy Leagues, and Harvard was talking about it. And they were like, uh, CEOs were serenading this operating model that how, you know, the survival instincts of Indians is creating this unique process that delivers under pressure. But then, while everybody was praising about it, we saw what happened last year. We got hit by a second wave of COVID, and Jugaard process did not deliver. People were dying for the lack of beds, oxygen, and, and I don't wanna bring up a, like a whole poignant stories about the incident, but what, over the last few years, what has happened is this Jugaad world has gone, has gone from being how Indians deliver products and services to, hey, maybe that's not necessarily the way we should be planning for emergencies. So I want to open up that topic, and I know both of you guys have been working in industry where sometimes things need to be delivered in time or beyond the expectation, but they are delivered. So I want to talk about your experiences, how you guys manage it, how do you like it, do you think it should be formalized? So along that line, Vijay, I know you've been working in elevator in, you know industry where it's things also get delivered sometimes (laughs) like that. So I want to open up with you.
1: Sure. I think this is a great topic. And, you know, obviously, uh, what's causing us to talk about it is sad. Uh, It was kind of scary to see that bridge, uh, the video of the bridge falling into the water. And it kind of tells you, um, you know, you can't, uh, in certain types of applications, you can't take shortcuts. You really have to pay attention to the details. And I agree that I think the word Jugaad, I even had a book, I think at some point, uh, about Jugaad is a word that has been kind of heavily romanticized uh, in recent years around this idea of frugal innovation, right? Uh, And I think another way to look at Jugaad is it's it's a hack, right? It's basically this idea that uh, let's make it, just good enough so we can get it done right and i think there is a place for it uh, the idea of uh, uh, you know countries where resources are limited where uh, you may not have access to every single thing that you aspire to the concept of jugaad is uh, is very valuable i think it falls into trouble uh, falls in trouble where when you're doing things which are safety critical right so as you mentioned i was for many years in the world of elevators have clearly a very safety critical application. You don't want your alligator to uh, drop at some point from in the shaft, right? So a lot of attention is paid to the details and to make sure that the system is safe. Uh, Same thing goes to aircraft, right? So uh, you want to make sure these things that you put in an airframe or in the engine or in all the safety systems are heavily tested, uh, a lot of redundancies. And again, you can't take shortcuts saying, well, you know, that's good enough. Let's go. It doesn't. It just doesn't work in those kind of applications. But we have also seen a lot of pressure uh, on companies to uh, reduce cost. Right. Uh, As as uh, companies have expanded across the globe to markets where cost points are much lower and local competitors operate at a very different cost there has been huge pressure to change the cost structure and to, you know, it's almost like, okay, right size the product for its market because the consumer there certain doesn't value certain things. Now, if you start falling into that trap with applications where, you know, things can go heavily wrong, uh, you're in trouble. And so there are places where of course you can uh, optimize designs, shave out cost, but in the end, there are certain places where it's just uh, it's, it's non-negotiable. And I think that is where the concept of jagad has uh, has gotten into trouble. I saw, you know, when I was in India for three years, we were under immense pressure to reduce cost of the product, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, we always would have that conversation. Okay, is this critically critical? Is this uh, regulated? And, okay, you know, if it's software, if it's a glitch, you know, if somebody, you know, if a screen inside an elevator suddenly goes blank and nobody gets entertainment or whatever, who cares, right? Okay, that can be fixed. Nobody got hurt. But to put guard in places where somebody can get hurt is is not a good place. Uh, one thing that we dealt with, and the same thing happened at the bridge, is gravity. Gravity never goes to sleep. This is something you used to talk about a lot. You know, uh, you can just lose your attention for a split second, and gravity will remind you it's always there. And I think that's what happened at the bridge. Uh, attention was not paid. I think the details are showing that, you know... Uh, uh, the effort to refurbish the bridge was not made. And then it was loaded to three or four times its rated load. And what are we expecting to happen? For the average human being, they just think that nothing's going to happen. It's a bridge, right? It's supposed to hold people and there's enough space to stand on. Uh, you know, In India, if you, if you uh, when you're driving around, you see vehicles that have 20 people, people on top, people hanging on the side. I took lots of pictures when I was there those vehicles were not designed for that. And if the shaft breaks and a few people get hurt, lesson learned, right? So I think that's where we take physical, mechanical structures for granted when we should not. There is aerated capacity. And I think Jugard is something that probably doesn't apply there.
0: Actually, add to quickly to that, that this Jugard is not simply for physical and mechanical structures, right? I work in service industry and we see that a lot even in the service side of the world too. So Vishwas, what is your experience with the Jugad, or how it has helped you or scared you actually?
2: Yeah, so the way I would uh, define Jugad is uh, is a combination of three things. I was thinking about this and, and I would uh, call it a mix of uh, innovation, improvisation and cutting corners. So uh, the frugal part is probably coming in the improvisation and cutting corners. And uh, then on top of uh, uh, all of this sits governance, which is usually uh, what makes sure whether something is going to go well or not. That is, that is, you know, how I would see jukart, And uh, I think, uh, you know, in this in this construct, there's a lot that we can possibly use to explain things that we are seeing around us. So let's take the case of service industry, Neeraj, like you were saying. Uh, there's a lot of innovation that we have been able to do through controlled experimentation, uh, ring fencing, and making experiments safe, so that you know we are making sure you don't have business losses. Uh, create prototypes. Do you know? Run proof of concepts before you scale. So that is uh, uh, a way of governance, making sure that you know, things, if they don't go as planned or if they don't go well, are contained in terms of the damage that is done. For example, uh, there was one case where we worked with uh, uh, a business problem where uh, we had, uh, uh, so this was working with a mobile phone company and they they, they have a lot of mobile service Centers across India, and and they had a lot of data on on these, but uh, there was a lot of uh, let us say uh, strong suspicion that a lot of the uh, service requests that they were coming uh, that that they were coming to them in terms of mobiles that are coming to their service centers for repair, uh, they were not genuine, and and how do you sit in their head office and and have thousands of service centers spread all across India, uh, that are sending you these uh, invoices uh, and and decide uh, where are potential fraudulent applications coming from. So so over here, for example, we call it a hack or call it a, uh, you know, innovation. One of the things that we came up was that, uh, look, you have the number of applications that are coming in, you have the time the phone is with you in in, in a service center, and uh, you have other capacity. So if, you, if there are a lot of uh, applications that are coming in into a service center, then it will just take a lot more time for them to service each phone. So when their number of applications go up and the time that the phones are spending in the service centers don't actually go up and that is a sign that uh, you are potentially having a, an inaccurate to put it mildly claim being filed by the company it's it's as simple as an atm line you know the longer the line the longer it takes for you to to reach the end of the of the atm line to withdraw your cash so it's the same thing if you have a lot of uh, claims then it should take you a lot more time to be able to turn around each form so this is an example that you know we were able to create and I see it as a pretty powerful example because you don't step out of the office and suddenly you know what is happening in thousands of centers across India as to you know whether they are filing accurate claims or they are filing suspect claims so so it can be as powerful as this. Uh, if you apply it creatively and it can be as risky and and potentially destructive as the examples that, uh, we, you know, Vijay was talking about.
0: I would agree with you, but what I would also add to that is that there was a time I was a believer in Jugaad. When I started my own business in India, there were a lot of things we had to get done very quickly and done in a way that we didn't have to, you know, miss the deadline. But over the time, I realized it's a zero-sum game. I am gaining something, but I am losing something else. The example you're giving, similar experiences. So we have a situation where we are supposed to deliver 100 units of work. And we figured it out by having people work extra, developing shortcuts in our Uh, processes that included Word documents and Excel spreadsheets, and we delivered it. We were like, wow, we delivered it, we did it. Client was pretty happy. Next day, we also, client said, oh, since you can do this, continue doing this. So now, we just created our into a negative, into into a deep hole where that became an expectation, where delivering, say, 80 units was the standard, we delivered 100, now we were delivering 100 and over the time what happened was the fatigue set in the shortcuts became erroneous and by the time we finished doing that after a few days we found out holy crap we made mistake not in one not in two not in ten almost all files. we ended up redoing all those cases all over again so while we saved the time in the early we lost a lot of time fixing those things later. So, so the Jugard worked in the first two days and first week. Those files were fine, but after that, that that completely crapped on us. So it was a zero-sum game. What I gained, I lost all, and actually I lost more. And since then, we have been kind of in, in a way where we're saying, "Hey, if there is something that needs to be done, get done quickly. Let's do that. But then take a step back and then figure out what would it take." and then kind of communicate those expectations, those timelines and those deliverables and do it correctly because there's an enormous cost of fixing things than doing it right. And that's what's going to happen in this, you know, Morbi River Bridge case that, you know, there's going to be investigation. I don't know what will come out of it. It'll cost more to now create, fix that bridge. There'll be 135 people have died. Government is going to pay compensation to those families that compensation is probably more than the cost of the bridge itself, right? Even in the COVID case, million people died. More, I don't have the count for India. Those those lives are not recoverable. So, so while Jugad gives us a frugal, instantaneous solution, it should not become something that we have to kind of go on day by day. It's like, hey, I needed to do this thing. Let me do it. But let me take a step back and figure out how will I deliver this, a plan B, a plan C, or even original plan A, because existence of Jugard means there was no plan A to begin with. So that's where I come from. That's where I've, you know, over the time, my philosophy has become, it's a nice concept to deliver a quick win, but let's not make it a practice day to day.
1: Vijay. Yeah, so anyway, I think, uh, firstly, let's just uh, differentiate, right? I think what happened in Morbi, I think, is probably fraud more than Jugard, right? I mean, in the end, the, at least, at least from the news reports that I've read so far, it seems like the person who was given the contract was uh, really didn't do what they were asked to do with the money, and they didn't even spend all the money. So that that to me is like an extreme case, but it's sort of indicative of some of the mindset of uh, uh, you know, chalta hai. Let's get, let's do whatever is needed to just move to the next milestone. So what you're talking about, and isn't that sort of the general idea that has been pervasive in the startup culture in the last decade? The idea of uh, you know, move fast, break things, fake it till you make it. Be agile. You know, don't don't do all the work in the beginning. Let's scale this business and get lots of customers with uh, with the promise of the uh, you know great things to come. And eventually, uh, get acquired by a large company, which will then clean up all the technical debt and you know fix all the things that we <laughs> put together with duct tape. That seems to be the mantra in the startup world, and that's probably why Jugard has gained some acceptance uh, as as a concept. Uh, the idea of you know just use whatever little resources that are there at your disposal and and sort of run with it and uh, get it to a point where somebody else will go and clean up the mess. It not that sort of what you're also describing, but that is, seems to be the modus operandi of, of the startup world?
0: Yeah, no, and, and I agree. And I think that's what has become, right? Uh, when back in the days, right, you know, when the startup culture was not something in India, we were people were just doing corporate job nine to five. We would always like an electrical fuse will blow off. It's middle of the night. Where are you going to find the wire? So I'm not kidding. My dad will find this thick-piece wire of copper, like, I don't know, a 10-gauge or whatever the thick-piece. Just stick it in there and say, we'll fix it in the morning, right? So it is, to your point, it is something. Do it, fix it now, and somebody else, could be me, could be somebody else, take care of that later on. Now, that has now creeped into the, uh, the startup culture, but look, what's, what has that done? You, you look at around, housing.com, right, gone. Flipkart, Snapdeal, not making money, acquired by Walmart and Amazon. Uh, look, Baizu's, the biggest, uh, one of the largest startup in India, currently valued at $40 billion. It's all Jugal, right? At some point, we have to realize that, to me, the Jugal now is something like, you remember the old Lambretta scooters? You had to give it a kick to get it started, but that kick was to take it to the mechanic shop, not commute every day. So, so that's how I see it. Use the Jaguar <laughs> to take it to get it fixed eventually, not to live that life daily, right? So, uh, Vishwas, you were going to say something too.
2: Yeah, so I think uh, the. Most important component of Jugar would be the governance part of it. And uh, by governance, I would, uh, you know, it would be at three levels. One would be at the government level, the second would be at the corporate level, and third would be at the individual level, which is, you know, your sense of responsibility and civic sense. I think uh, whenever we have the governance part uh, taken care of, I think the Jugar the should work reasonably well. I mean, we, we sort of contain the risk as, as I see it. And and I don't think I can emphasize it enough. I think the most important part whenever we are looking at Jugar at is, uh, you know, look at the governance in terms of who, who is going to oversee, who's going to make sure that uh, uh, the quality uh, is is in check, uh, is this experimentation? And if this is, then how do we make sure that we are uh, containing the risk?
0: So what what you're defining is what, you know, I think we call risk management, right? So you have this <clears throat> risk management matrix that talks about the the probability of that happening, the impact of it happening. like, And then I think that there's a, overall we talk about, what kind of risk does it create? So, yeah, once you bring in governance, I think Jugaad is not a Jugaad anymore. It's a proper process. It's a, it's a risk management. And uh, uh, and we we see that, that, you know, some of these companies have started adopting that. Uh, although I am in a collections world, compliance is a huge part of our industry, and it is becoming, day by day, we are introducing new components of compliance. And to your point, Vishwas, it is compliance, it is governance, right? How is company managing risk that might be coming from government, their requirement, even the businesses, the clients? And individually, how are we taking care of our own uh, associates, how they work, how they perform certain duties? So I think once you introduce that, it becomes much more structured organization culture uh, but I'm in India uh, again. Um, I was out in the <clears throat> market trying to do something, and uh, I looked around how things were happening. It is still the same way. It is people still, uh, you know, uh, fixing <clears throat> punctures by using uh, uh, jelly and a piece of, you know, a rubber, vulcanized rubber, on top of it. It's pretty acceptable practice in India. You get a nail in tire in U.S. on a sidewall, they won't do that. They would ask you to change the whole time tire, right? So we, we, so India is still going through certain motions of uh, doing the same things over and over. And I think uh, not all jugards are risky. Let me actually state that. Not all jugards are bad. Not all are risky. Sometimes you just got to get by doing those things. But can you truly live with a piece of copper wire instead of a proper fuse right so th- th- that's why i kind of start worrying about how long will this last how long will this product stay how long the service can be rendered
1: yeah i think uh you know, so the uh, you know you're talking about the risk matrix in the end the person who is creating that risk matrix is a human right so uh, although you would imagine that the probability and the impact scores are objective they're not Uh, What I've typically seen with risk matrices and, you know, obviously anybody who's uh, been in the industry building any kind of product has done this. uh, You tend to do a very good job of quantifying the consequence because, you know, that's usually not in question. But you tend to play with the probability score because in the end, if if the probability is uh, reasonably high for something with high consequence, it's going to sit in your risk matrix as something you want to disposition but most people will say, oh, that's never going to happen. It's got a very, very low probability score and it drops it below the threshold. And that's, you know, what we are, all of us in our daily lives are also doing, sort of not with a matrix in our head, but that's literally what we are populating, right? We are kind of saying, yeah, this could be bad, but it's not going to happen to me. And it is in our DNA to some extent, right? I mean, look, let's not uh, minimize the fact that when um, you don't have a lot of resources at your disposal when, you know, you know, in the Western countries where you can afford to change the tire completely. But in India, a lot of people probably just have a few rupees to get going again. Uh, that's where you sort of have to figure out where am I going to uh, take the chance, which hopefully has such a low probability that it's not going to happen to me. Right. And we've, we've all lived that in our growing up years and seen it all around us. Uh, a simple example I'll give is uh, of standing on a ladder, right? So I, you know, if, if I had to fix something in my house uh, and stand on something to fix it, I didn't think twice. I'd put a stool or something or just get onto something which is high enough and, and go do it. But there's risk there if you don't do it well. And the company I work for, uh, Otis, we had extensive safety training. every. We literally had a safety training day every year. And one of the first things that I was taught in that was how to properly use a ladder and to how to position it and how to make sure the angle is right and how to make sure that you know you don't stand too high even on a step ladder if you're that high get another one. And those things as I started getting ingrained in me, I started bringing them home and now I, I do all those things very differently because i I have a very different uh, probability and consequence score in my head than what I had before i i have, I had an ex colleague who basically stood on like something on top of something to change something like a tube light or something. And he fell and, you know, had a big gash in his head. And I said, you're in the same company. We've had all this training. Why would you do that? But, you know, what you do at work versus what you do at home can also be very different because maybe at the workplace, they give everything, make everything available to you. But maybe at home, you're kind of trying cutting corners. So I think there's a mindset here, but there's also in the end, humans in the loop. And if you don't appreciate the actual risk involved, if you don't know what this can do to you, you're going to take that shortcut because it saves you money and saves you time, right?
0: I agree on the part. This is also the, the, the you know, the technique you adopt is also what resources you have available, right? This is why a flat in India is just a piece of uh, this adhesive, uh, vulcanized adhesive and, the, and piece of rubber, right? Versus changing the whole tire, You don't have money. I agree on that part of that also which i think is fatherhood we have become parents as a child <laughs> when our fathers were like the, the, we grew up different environment standing up on a stool was nothing dangerous but as we have become fathers and of our own children i can imagine my son climbing stool having two stool on top of each other and climbing on the on 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 a, uh, on, a, on that to change a bulb on the ceiling right so th- there's part of that but <clears throat> one thing i want to say is that as much as we I've been talking a little bit uh, hard about Jugaad. Most of my life has been around Jugaad too. Uh, Give you an example. Today, I was uh, going out to meet our batchmates for lunch and the taxi took a U-turn from the hotel and went on the other side of the road and I remembered I forgot something in the room. Now, the option was to have the taxi to go further down the road, take a U-turn and come back. Or I said, like, you know, stop here. Hotel is right across. And I crossed the two streets. It's a a major road. It had buses, trucks, cars, motorcycles. And I crossed the road. To your point, that was a jugar, right? I crossed the street with the traffic, both the sides coming, heavy traffic. Ran into the hotel, got the grub, stuff. Came back and crossed the same street twice again to get back to the taxi. Rather than have the taxi, drive across and do that. And I'm thinking back, like, that was Jugar i could have had the taxi go around but no i chose to run (laughs) across the traffic so i get that it's not just the resources also your willingness to take risk hey how risky is that is this going to happen to me i could have been hit by any car any bus but i knew in my mind in my belief that it's not going to happen to me right so it's it's it's, it's one of those things too
1: yeah but so i think to your point neeraj we don't want to go from one end of the extreme to the complete opposite end of the extreme where you become extremely uh, sort of cautious and non-risk taking, right? So I think the fact that we have some of this in our DNA and sort of, the, I mean, all of us came in uh, to the U.S. Uh, when we, at least you and I, when we came here and Evan Bishas has has lived in different parts of the world, uh, we, at least in our early years, had to be quite frugal in how we operated simply because that was our starting yeah. point. And that yep. is a strength, right? So frugality has put some things into our mindset and DNA, which is a strength. Now, how do we uh, take the good things from it and, and sort of adapt ourselves to not do stupid things, uh, but in places where it, it works, let's do it because it makes sense, right?
0: Yeah, yeah and, I, and I agree. And I think um, it has made us survive so far, right? Uh, you remember our Kharagpur days, right? It's not like we had ton of money we had limited uh, resources and the food wasn't really the best despite the fact we were mess messekkies. Uh, we survived, right? And it's, it's part of our DNA. Uh, this is how we grew up and this is how we learned. But coming to USA, that DNA resulted into a different kind of frugality and, and, and uh, <laughs> usage of jugal. Um, uh, Vishwas, back to you. Yeah,
2: so... One of the, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing over here as a pattern is that it becomes a random process if uh, if we don't have any governance. So to the point that you're you're making, Niras, that you know governance is, is risk management, and if you have a lot of it, then it just becomes a process. Uh, in in a place. Uh, uh, you know, like India, and, and we, we keep comparing it to, you know, countries which are a lot higher in, in, at the income level. Probably a fair comparison would be India of today compared with uh, other countries when they had similar levels of development and, and income levels. But coming back to this point, you know, the pattern that I see is that becomes a very random process if we if we exclude governance from from Zuga. So it'll it'll be brilliant at times and it can be brutal at times in terms of the outcome. And one of the uh, one of the ways to try and uh, and and manage it is is I think what Vijay was hinting that you know we don't want to be on the extremes. But can we strike a balance and and have some level of uh, uh, you know be somewhere in between? So, for example, you know, Jugard is 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 something that uh, and you know these practical concepts like like Jugaad, we, we don't teach in our schools. So we we talk you know offhand sometimes we talk about civic sense, but uh, children are not made uh, aware of. Uh, the possibilities and the risks of what uh, Jugar brings in uh, in 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 any in any place. So, some amount of education, some amount of uh, uh, thinking ahead, and some amount of balance, I think, would would probably position us best to try and get the you know best of both the worlds. Well, I, and I think you know uh, as long as
0: as part of our DNA. And Vijay kept saying that it is true. We would, you know, we would in our personal lives <clears throat> do a lot of things that we won't even consider it as Jugaad. We would just consider that as the way of doing it, right? I'm not, we would not consciously think, hey, are we, am I taking a shortcut? Am I, can I do this differently or better? It's just part of our, how we have grown and how we're thinking. However, when we have come to corporate world, I think there's a little bit more discipline, a little bit more thinking. And this is what I was reflecting on the morbid incident and coincident, like those are not me and you changing the bulb or the tire right this is more of a, a corporate environment so i i kind of might act differently in a professional corporate world than i act at home with my children or my own personal stuff i think i think that i think we're kind of agreeing to that and and then coming to that point uh, what i want to do is quickly catch your thoughts if you want to wrap-
1: idea of Jugad. there's two things i want to say one is frugality right so i think frugality is not a bad thing especially when it's conservative right when you're conserving resources uh and you are reusing i mean these are all things that we uh, <laughs> you probably find lots of instagram videos that talk about uh, you know how desi families reuse things i mean you know all the takeout uh, plastic containers that come uh, you know you wash them and then at the end of a party people take food home in them right so that's like a pretty common thing in in Indian Indian families, Uh, and to me, that's Jugaad, right? You're kind of saying, why do I need to go buy extra containers when I have all these really good containers instead of just throwing them into the recycling bin? I will (laughs) wash them and I will use them next. That to me is like simple example of Jugaad, which is actually good for the environment. So I think that's good. I think the other thing I want to talk about is in the end, it's about being able to pattern match, right? So how good do you become in recognizing where a shortcut is okay? and where it can be actually bad for you. And I think the only way to get there is through experience, right? So I've had some things happen in my life where I took the Jugard route, I guess, and it almost went wrong, right? And and you kind of say, oh man, I shouldn't be doing this. Uh, and unfortunately that's, you know, some, some things have to be learned that way. I think really it's when we talk about things like engineered structures and sort of these safety critical applications where you don't have the luxury to learn it by by, sort of making the mistake, but rather by going to school and learning the proper techniques and uh, having the regulations and governance structures in place that uh, Vishwas is talking about. Uh, So there are certain places where you just have to have the structure in place, but for a lot of things in our life, it's really boils down to how good we get at pattern matching and figuring it out.
0: I agree. I I think it's something that's not going to go out of us soon. and, 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 And I'm sure, you know, as we grow, it'll get better. So with that, uh, thank you guys. Uh, It was nice chatting with you. We'll catch up again next week. Uh, Enjoy.